Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Matt. And we are Shade, Shade Tree, Tree Chefs. Chefs. That was a little off time, a little but off. that's all right. We're, yeah, it's because I started we're, this we're, time. We're, yes, we switched good. it up. All right. Today we're talking to you guys about ribs. All right, but bef- before we talk about ribs, um, we actually have a, another story, um, another kitchen disaster or grilling disaster. Uh, so we're going to cut to that real quick, and then we'll get back to talk about ribs. All right, I have Nick here with me. Nick, how are you doing? Doing wonderful. How about you? Oh, excellent. So um, we know each other through work. Uh, what was that? Uh, was that three weeks ago now that you you kind of ran into some problems grilling? Oh, yeah. Three weeks ago, I have quite the story. All right. Well, we're interested to hear it. So uh, a couple weekends ago, uh, me and a buddy, it was about midweek, we were discussing what we were going to grill and I suggested, hey, we should uh, grill some chicken. Went to my uh, local store, picked up some chicken drumsticks because chicken wings are ridiculously overpriced right now. This is everything. Yep. And then so we uh, meet up at his house Saturday night. Weather's so-so, but we're hanging out in the garage, you know, having a couple, couple beers. Anything and special? And we start up the grill. Uh, spotted cow. Oh, all right. Another a good Wisconsin favorite. Yep, so we uh, fire up his uh, Pit Boss pellet grill, um, and uh, so we're, we're starting to cook. You know, the weather picks up a little worse. Starts raining a little bit. Didn't think anything of it. The wind picked up, but, you know, we're having a good time cooking food. And uh, about halfway through the cook, all of a sudden, you know, the wind really picks up. We're, like, sitting in the garage, you know, just looking outside, and, it's getting pretty windy, and I, I'm not even kidding you that uh, we look up, we see a branch break off a tree, falls right down on the power to the house, and it just kills the power. Only house in the block that doesn't have power. Ouch. So pellet grill, right? You need you need to have it plugged into uh, 120, correct? Yep. So now you, you guys and are dead in the water. Dead in the water, middle of the cook. Not sure what we're going to do. Doesn't have a generator, so this isn't looking good. And uh, I remembered uh, last year, because I'm always out traveling, doing camping and stuff, I figured, hey, it'd be kind of cool to put a 120 outlet on my Jeep and uh, use it for camping and stuff. So quick thinking, fire up the Jeep, plug the grill into the Jeep, and grill powers up and we continue cooking. Nice. So I'm guessing he was without power for uh, at least the rest of the evening, right? 48 hours. <laughs> oh, man. 48 hours. But the chicken did get done. The chicken did get done. Wow. And luckily, we cooked all the sides in the oven prior to this happening. So it wasn't a complete disaster, but it was pretty pretty rough. So what, what what's your normal setup? What, what are you normally slinging on? I'm, uh, I'm using a pellet grill, a Traeger. The 575 Pro. There again, you have to. So I, I thought you were at home when this happened. So you were actually using somebody. Else. So how is his grill compared to yours? Yeah, it's an equivalent. Equivalent. So uh, this week we're uh, we're talking about ribs. Uh, how do you do your ribs? So I do the three two one method. So I cook them for six hours. Uh, the first three hours I do low temperature, around 165. Oh, that's real low. Smoke. Yep, for like six or three hours. 
I smoke it for three hours at 165. Then at the three-hour mark, I uh, pull them off, wrap them in tin foil, and then I turn up the temperature to about 225. And I cook them for about two hours. It basically steams the ribs at this point. Right. So they fall off the fall off the bone or whatever. And then after the two-hour mark, I pull them off, put my sauces on, re-season them, and throw them back on the grill, and it kind of dries it out a little bit. So that way when you take a bite into the ribs, you get that slight pull to it, and it just falls off the bone. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you um, sharing your story with us. And I know you've got yeah. tons I know you have tons of gadgets. So uh, I'm sure we'll we'll talk again uh, when we're dealing with uh, maybe uh, some different pizza attachments or I, I know you got about everything there is if if it can plug into a wall, right? Yeah, not, not exactly, <laughs> but I'm up to four grills. So four grills, nice. All right, each well, one serves its own purpose. So right. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. That was one story. I tell you what, those pellet grills uh, definitely are nice, and uh, people people stand behind them. Yeah. Um, but as we just heard, uh, you need that shore power, that 120 volts, to make that thing go. And if you don't have it, then what? you got to get more charcoal. And unless you have embers. Oh, embers. Uh, don't you? Yeah. yeah. You, use embers? No, I mean, well, I, I mean, are you looking to have a loss? I... I I think embers is fine. Uh, embers you know, is good. I, I think you know. Uh, next, next week's episode <laughs> brought, brought to you by, by embers. embers, the fuel of choice by professionals nationwide. <laughs> um, uh, so my GoFundMe is uh, online. Yeah, on yeah website, it'll uh, be it'll be launching <laughs> soon. soon. <laughs> Cease right. and desist, my Cease friend. And desist. Uh, I personally have not used embers, so. Um, but at, at that point. Um, I kind of got stuck with uh, certain brands of charcoal. I mean, Weber had their own charcoal. Weber had a really good charcoal. Yeah, it was a really good charcoal, and they, they kind of stopped making it. So what are you guys using? Uh, are you using Lump, um, a certain brand, whether it be Embers, Kingsford? I, I've had mixed luck with uh, Lump charcoal. I've had good stuff. You know, I've had bad stuff. I've had bags of Lump charcoal that was uh, big old branches, like tree branches. Right. I've had nails in there. I've had rocks in there, and it's like that's exactly it. The biggest thing I notice is when I did get it, you have a few massive pieces, and then you get a bunch of really small ones. So I, so you got to have your you got to have your hatchet with you to break down those big pieces. I guess a lot of times if I'm smoking, I I I utilize the snake method. So that's just not gonna not gonna cut it like a slow and sear or a minion method that that might work fine and we'll talk about those methods later on too uh we're getting ahead of ourselves with with different types of yeah. methods I mean, we te- we teased ribs and we have yet to even really talk about ribs so, so let's, let's talk about ribs all right what, what types of ribs are there i mean oh we're there's... talking pig right right uh pig yeah I, I, our experience with beef is uh one attempt was one, not bad one attempt it was good uh, I definitely want more, um, but they are definitely uh, a lot pricier than our pig counterpart. Yeah, for sure. What'd you pay for that rack that you brought over? Well, that was like one rack split in half. That was about $26. Okay. Um, I did go to one of those uh, wholesale places. Um, they had, it was two racks and it was like $80. Yeah. So I, I did pass on getting them as much as I wanted to 
put them on. Th- I did ask myself, who? Wait, who is paying for this trip? Is this on me, or is it on the misses? And then I realized it was on me, so I, I, left, I left them. I left them in the cooler. Yeah, for sure. So it's you're saying it's almost as costly as say brisket. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it has to I be. I mean, brisket, the brisket that we had was, you know, 60, 80 bucks, something like that. Right, right. So, I mean, it's uh, probably yeah. even more per pound if you think about oh, it. Yeah, you got all the bone in there. Yeah. Uh, no, so the ones that we've done, we've done uh, St. Louis. Probably the most, right? Uh, no, baby back. Baby back, baby yes. Back, yes. Yeah, yeah. Baby back the most, spare ribs, country style ribs. Now, you, uh, you're like, we went camping over the summer last year. Right. And I, you said, hey, I'm making uh, spare ribs. Right, that was that was more Dutch oven. Um, okay, actually, good recipe. I mean, it just it was apple apple sauce, sauerkraut, and the, the spare ribs. Just threw it in there and just let it cook. Turns out pretty good. There's probably more to that recipe. I just don't remember. Sure, um, but even even with that, they turned out pretty good. They were pretty good despite being cooked over a, a campfire. You know, what I mean, you right? Had, and you it had was some issues. it was Dutch oven, so I mean, you didn't get any. You didn't get any um, grill flavor to it. Sure. You know, I, we didn't sear them or anything prior to throwing them in the Dutch oven. Um, so, yeah, spare ribs, country style, uh, baby back. That's, I mean, I've cooked spare ribs a few times, but generally it's a baby back. Baby, baby back, back, you go to the store, you want to do ribs, you, we're picking up baby back ribs only because they're they're straightforward. We've done them a hundred times. Uh, we're still shade tree chefs at making them, so I'm not saying we're awesome, but we make pretty decent ribs. All right, so 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 you get your your rack of baby back ribs, even spare ribs. Now I've sure. done them a little differently, but there again, uh, spare ribs I haven't done often. So you, you get them home. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a big debate too: you leave the membrane on, or you take it off. I take it off, and the first time I did it, actually, had the first time I I didn't do it, but once I realized that's something you have to do. Then I struggled like heck with it, and I'm trying to pull it off with my fingernails, and it's it's a big problem. And I've, then, I've seen tools, people with uh, specialized tools to get it. Yeah, I, I just grab the, a butter knife, get by the bone, and uh, paper towel. That's paper towel. Yep, you, you get your butter knife in there, and you grab the edge of it with the paper towel, and you just start pulling, and you hope you can grab the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I get behind that one of the bones. I, I work it in, and I, I get my finger in there underneath. Yeah. And generally, just doing that, I'm able to work it away mm-hmm. without even needing the the paper towel. Yeah. So while you're doing that, what I do, I like to get my my uh, smoker going or my grill going, depending on what I want to use that day. Um, you know, you get your. Uh, we talked about it already. You get your wood. What type? Uh, what kind of wood do you go with for ribs? Uh, you know, I've I've kind of stuck to to like an apple or a fruit wood tree. Um, I I know I have used hickory probably used mesquite but i haven't touched that in a long time i've used pecan pecan's pretty good so yeah you want to stick with more milder woods i believe with pork i've done yeah like you like you said uh fruit trees fruit trees i mean the there's you can get great flavor um with these other woods but you gotta be a little more careful because yeah. uh, you can definitely overdo it for sure um so all right you, you remove you, we got the membrane off Membrane off. I got my smokers lit up. You know, I got the coals going. Or, do you, do or you the, trim at all? Um, I typically don't trim too much. And only baby backs, I really don't either. Baby backs, they usually come pretty good. If I mean, sometimes I do, depending on how fatty they are, or if they're like a cheaper cut. You know, it depends on if the what the butcher did to them. And if I do cut them and trim them, then it's like I said, it's very minimal. 
But so, so do you rub them? Do you put a rub on them? Yeah, with uh, with that, I put uh, mustard on. I slather in a little a light a mustard yeah. for a binder, just to for the seasoning to stick to it. And then I'll use. Uh, I got a couple different spices that I've bought, you know, store bought stuff. Right, right. But I have in the past. I have uh, like two years ago. I made a really good for pretty much the whole season. I made a whole big, um, big not a pot, but like a, a shaker full of uh, like a custom seasoning. Right. And I put. Uh, I I can't remember what I'll put in there, but it was like a chili powder, a garlic, you know, salt, pepper. A little, little heat to it. Yeah, it had a little bit of a heat to it, and I use it on on both ribs and pork shoulders and and pork chops themselves. And you know what? They're they're it's the same here. Um, I've made my own rub, um, not my rub, a, ru- you know, a recipe for it. Sure. Um, and it, same thing. Use it on on the ribs. Use it on the pork shoulder. It's it works out really nice. Other times, um, I've just gone to the store and they got those little packets, you know, like single use. Grab, sure. eh, figure two per. Rack rib, throw that on, and you know it, it still tur- it t- still turns out well. Still a good rub. Yeah, there's. I mean, they're pretty forgiving, kind of like pork shoulders too. You know, you have. I mean, you you have different seasonings that you can do and different rubs, and obviously you're not injecting something like this because it's so thin. There's not that much meat in right. there. But beyond putting the, uh, you know, like a mustard, like a, a binder on there and seasoning it, what's next? Well, I, you know, kind of funny, we mentioned I was watching um, a barbecue competition show on it, probably from several years ago, but nowadays everything's on a, an app. So yep. I was watching it and uh, a few of them were actually putting a rubber, a rub, not rubber, a rub on to the ribs sure. and then putting the mustard over it. Okay, and then putting uh, some of them were actually using like a second spice on top of that. I mean, they're I mean yeah, these are these are teach your own guys, if it works. guys and gals. No, you, that haven't, you haven't tried on the that circuit. Yet. No, I, I that was the first I seen of it. You know, okay. um, started doing the mustard thing like 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 you said or, or an oil yeah. just to help make it stick. Yep. Yeah, I've done both with and without the the uh, mustard. I mean, it helps it stick. It helps you know keep that spice in there, but. All right. So how how do you how do you generally cook them? Low and slow. Low and slow. That's that's what I've always done. And I know you've tried to get me into going the kind of like the hot and fast, and that that worked out too. You know, you you set your cooker to what three hundred three three twenty five. I mean, I, but there again, I I think depending on the cut of meat, you you it depends. You know, like a pork shoulders, it's gonna be a lot more forgiving than, than maybe a, a rack of ribs. Right. Um, but I probably sit there two fifty two seventy five. Yeah, because there's not as much fat in there. So yeah, low and slow is the way to go. There's a lot of of different types of ways to do it, but um, one way I've done in the past is the three two one method. Three two one. You what can't. Is, you really can't that? go wrong with that. So three two one method is is you you have your ribs. You you put them on the smoker for three hours and you let it bone side up or bone side down. I always do bone side down. That's personally. the way to go. Yep. I mean, having that meat sit on the grate. Yeah, I don't see the need for that. Okay, I could be completely wrong. Everything I've read, everything I've seen in cookbooks and online, to me, I, I would think the grate might give it a sear Meat that I don't up. want on it. Meat, Meat side, side up, up. Yep. three hours, like two fifty, two probably two fifty for a three two one. 
I've no. always done 220, 225. 225. Well, that could be why when I we talk a little bit further on why I think the 321 is a little too long. It is. So uh, yes. three hours open to the smoke. Let that smoke roll. You know, have plenty of wood, uh, especially if you're using um, a lighter wood. I've never had issues of over-smoking it. Right. Um, so three hours open, then you take it off, um, and you wrap it in aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. I, at Some people might do another step there. Uh, actually... We need to back up a little bit. We forgot about, uh, do you spritz? I spritz. I spritz. So, uh, yeah, I use, uh, I try to use like an apple cider, maybe a little bit of melted butter in there. Melted butter, yeah. Apple juice, that seems to be common. Uh, Some people have done apple cider vinegar, but yeah, no, I I spritz for sure. And then not often, you don't want to lift that lid up too often. You know, you do it every, every 60 minutes is what I do. Yeah, I think I've seen a recipe called made might have called for a little bit more, but uh, there again, going back to that show that I watched within the past two days, um, there's actually a couple of them that added part of their rub into their uh, spritz. Uh, some people actually use more of a mop. Okay. So it almost looks like a mop, except they make them for grilling and they'd mop it on. And all the shows, all the shows, competitions, and stuff like that, they they're always using mops and. Maybe we should try that. Maybe we right, should. and it made sense though, right? Because I mean, I've you sit there and you start spritzing it. You have, you have that that chance of knocking some of your rub loose, and yeah, then it not no longer being or not getting enough on, on the there. mood or on the on the mood on the food on the food even food, mood mood food on the mood food. Yeah. All right. Um, so yes, and, and and with wood, uh, everything I've read so far too. I mean, it makes sense. Is the meat itself only takes on the smoke in the first part of your cook because you know that's when it's more porous i guess right but yeah later on that so that's when you, you want to put your your wood towards the front of your snake or towards the beginning of your cook because later on it's not going to pick up that smoke effect as much so you're kind of losing your smoke right so then yeah going back to how i tried going ahead um then we wrap it uh some people uh put a little liquid in there Sure. Whether a little bit of apple juice, uh, and then you, you wrap it in the foil, and that's going to help. In ways, you're kind of steaming the ribs at that point, bring back some of that moisture into that mm-hmm. meat. Um, and then with, with this method, it's for two hours. Mm-hmm. So three hours open to the grill, two hours wrapped. Um, now, Matt, I, Matt, you said foiled. Have you ever used uh, like butcher paper? For ribs, no. I've tried butcher paper one time on pulled pork. Um, and why I didn't really like it is as I was unwrapping it, then all the juice just went everywhere. Maybe some poor planning on me. Generally, mm-hmm. um, I'll use a, a pan, like an, a disposable aluminum pan sure. when I, I wrap, especially a bigger cut ribs I've done just in foil itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I haven't, I haven't tried it with the uh, butcher paper for ribs. Okay. Maybe we'll have to do like a little comparison test then. Butcher paper versus aluminum foil. Right. Go from there. Um, so there again, uh, the, the two hours, and then after two hours now, I'm going to kind of disagree with you a, a little bit, saying, hey, um, you know, get that the wood on that, that beginning beginning part. I'm going to say you want a little, maybe a, a little bit of wood at that at the end part too. The final hour, you put a sauce on if you want um, and put it right out back on the grill. You don't wrap it, and you're kind of letting that sauce kind of caramelize okay. and thicken up on those ribs so you're saying give it, give it like one last kiss of smoke right at the end i don't know if it's really a difference i generally okay. have have a you know at least one little hunk on there okay so th- three hours meat side up as is 
225. Yes. Two hours wrapped, and you said you put it, you know, you put some of your, your juice in there and let it kind of like uh, moisten up moisten or up. soften the meat itself up. Yes. And then that last hour, that 321, that last hour is like sauce. So that sauce. Okay. I mean, I, I same point. Uh, there's, and maybe my temperature was too high. Um, because when it's all said and done, it's almost more of a slow cooked, you know, where it's, it's not that it's more of that fall off that bone instead of the, uh, you know, still a, a tender, but you know, you have to actually bite it off the bone. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed with the three, two, one, and maybe I'm just running too hot. Sure. Yeah. A lot of restaurants or, or popularization of it would be like, yeah, fall off the bone ribs and this that, and the other. And like, you know, it's. I almost prefer a pull off the bone. Right. Not, you know, not tough, obviously, but you, maybe maybe settle down on that two-hour mark where you're talking two hours wrapped up. Maybe bring that, dial that back to like one hour. Well, and, and you know, you can easily check them, pop it open, because, uh, you know, I, I've never stuck a meat thermometer in a rib. No. Uh, it, you go by, by look and how much it's pulled off that bone. And the final test is the bend test. You know, you pick it up with your tongs. You click your tongs like three times. At least, some, at least three times. Make sure that they're working. Then you grab your ribs, pick it up, and you, you check in the middle for cracks. You're looking for almost like dry knuckle marks where you have like your different cracks and, and lines in the meat. And only then is the, in my opinion, <clears throat> are the ribs done. So Yeah, I, I, I just look at the bone. If I got okay. that eighth to quarter inch sticking out, they're Did, done. Oh, you're talking like receding? Where the receding. Meat the meat actually recedes in, and, and you get that yeah. little little chunk of bone hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you think we're way off on, on the way we cook it, could be. I don't know. We've done it this way so many times before, and that and that's our way, and, and it, they taste it's okay. It's worked. If anything, I'd say so. they've gotten overdone. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they've been wrapped a little with, too long. With the 3 to one method, for sure. I, I think... That method does it a little bit too much, and they're a little bit too sloppy for me. So, what but. kind of it, going going back? We, we kind of talked uh, the, the the rubs, right? A little spicy. Um, I sometimes have to watch out because uh, those in my family don't like like the spice. I I like actually best ribs I've I, I've had um, was at a local restaurant. They had a, a special one weekend, and the sauce came on the side. It was a dry rub, dry rib. Okay, came out. Sauce on the side, put a little sauce on it. You had a little sweet, as a sweet sauce, and then to mm-hmm. that heat, it was a beautiful balance, nice smoke balance. It it changed. I I, I really can't go out and eat ribs at like a a chain store. I have to actually be. It has yeah. to be a barbecue place. Yeah, like you go to like a a Texas Roadhouse or you know like another like you said a chain restaurant. Right. You know, if they don't yeah. have a pit, I'm generally not going to get their <laughs> ribs. So. I have not seen a lot of pits in a chain restaurant before, so you, okay. So you're not well, doing right. you're not but doing even, ribs at a chain restaurant. <laughs> right, chain it. restaurant. But there's even other local restaurants that will yeah. have it. Um, sure. Known for steak. I don't. I don't. I don't known know for the I'm barbecue. You're right. Uh, I'm gonna look at that place. That's a more of that barbecue place, like a famous Dave's or that's uh, only chain place I could think of. Famous off Dave's. Of my head. Yeah. They, there's plenty around, of local places. They've been around for a while, but. Yeah, no, ribs. Ribs are awesome. I love ribs. Family re- loves ribs. I know my one of my daughters, she'll tear apart ribs, and her fingers will be so messy from the barbecue sauce, but she is smiling from ear to ear. And so I try to make ribs at least once or twice a month. Do you, uh, do you Have you made your own sauce? 
Uh, no, and that's the next venture I want to get into because that's a whole different topic by itself. You know, you, you can get anything from sweet to savory to there's so many different flavor profiles out there that I want to try. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. and, and using the, that three, two, one method, you really can't mess that up. And you got vinegar based. You got, you know, there's so many different types they can go with. I just, I haven't done it. Yeah. So. Have you done much where, uh, without wrapping, doing the three, two, one with um, uh, baby backs? I've done straight. So on my, uh, I think I talked about it already, but uh, my new smoker, I've done a straight five-hour cook on them. And they're they're not as moist, but it's also not six hours. So you shave off an hour. Um, but yeah, I spritz it every hour. Everything else is the same, except for I didn't wrap it for the two hours. So... And they turned out pretty dang good. Maybe maybe try spritzing a little more often. Maybe cut it down to a half hour. Maybe, but then I worried that I'm opening the the cover too much, and then I lose my heat, and that's the biggest battle there. I just up the heat just a tad. Throw more embers on it. Throw more. <laughs> throw more embers <laughs> on it. <laughs> so yeah, that's something I definitely want to get into is uh, making, uh, exploring more with my own rub and trying to make my own barbecue sauce. Yeah, sauces. Yeah, sauces and rubs are are two things we should get into. Yeah, the, the spare ribs, uh, I've cooked them a, a couple of times. Can't really get into it other than, um, you know, they're, they're wider. I've never wrapped those. And you have weird, you have those weird, I don't know if it's cartilage or bones that kind of go against the grain and, and you're trying to cut it up. Mm-hmm. At least me personally, it's like, I'm not sure where to cut. Yep. Then I watch that show and they shave that off beforehand and just had this beautiful straight rack of ri- uh, spare ribs. Right, right. So it's like, ah, lesson learned there. Yep. But yeah. generally, I, generally, I'm not. I don't care on that uh, that appearance. I'm not in competition. Yep. But um, a lot easier to to cut up in the in the final product. Yeah. So I think this is going to be episode one of ribs because there's just a lot to talk about with ribs. Being you know, we mostly touched on baby back ribs just because for for us it's the most we've seen in the store. You know, you go to a store, they're they're most available compared to St. Louis style or any other style. Yeah, don't I, I think St. Louis style most of the time if I see that in a store, they're already cooked with that sauce like uh, yeah. Floyd's. I think there's several brands that have it. I've sure. I've gotten them in the past before I, I really got into um, smoking meat, um, and I mean they were good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it. I think we've, uh, like I said. We'll talk more about this, about ribs on another episode. Got a, got a good recipe. Shoot us an email yep. if you're willing to share. ShadeTreeChefs um, at gmail.com. ShadeTreeChefs at gmail.com. We're on Instagram now. Instagram. <laughs> uh, have you checked <laughs> out Instagram? Um, I'm on there. We're on there, I should say. We're, we're on there. We're on there, but, but I have not got any uh, notifications. Not a big deal. I'm not, I'm not sad. I, I have still, I know I mentioned this last week, um, yeah. that I should probably download it. At least I have not done that as of to this point. Not a big deal. We're still on your classic platforms: um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Facebook page, Facebook page. Check us out. Hit like, subscribe, etc. Until next time, I'm Matt and I'm Jamie. We are the Shade, Shade Tree, Tree Chefs. Chefs.